there are updates that you run that fundamentally changes how your computer runs everything about it changes when you run a spiritual update by the renewal of your mind the bible says that you are we're continuing today with our series of how a christian should think renewing the mind i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Hallelujah. It starts with our bodies. We present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Praise God. Now, we come to our minds, amen, to renew our minds in the way that we think, amen. Um, what we are trying to deal with is how we think as believers, what we should do, praise God, so that we would enjoy the benefits that God has for us. We'll be able to access all that God has for us, that the blessings of God will be full in our lives, Amen. You know, some people say, it works for others, it doesn't work for me. How is that possible? Uh, God is impartial. That's why the scripture says that God is not a respecter of persons. Hallelujah. God has no, doesn't care, you're white, black, green, you know, he doesn't. That doesn't move him. You're rich, you're poor, it doesn't move him. Hallelujah. Because he's able to alter anything from any point. Praise God. God is able to make the poor rich, to make the, the unsung and the um, unknown, make them kings. That is God's will. So there's nothing impossible with him. So he's not a partial God. He has nothing against you. Say, God has something against me. No, God doesn't have anything against you. If you do right, God will deal with you as he's done with those whom he has blessed. Now, with God, it's an equal opportunity deal. It does not matter what your background was, you know, what you've been through before you came to him. In fact, he says, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Praise God. And we know from Genesis chapter 4, hallelujah, with what happened with Cain, that God is impartial. Hallelujah. God did not favor some people against others all right in genesis chapter 4 and adam knew eve his wife and she conceived and bare cain and said i have gotten me a man from the lord and she again bare his brother abel and abel was a keeper of sheep and cain was a tiller of the ground and in the process of time it came to pass that cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the lord and Abel also brought of, of, of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was wrought and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wrought? 
And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, but thou shalt rule over him. Praise God. He calls sin a him. That's the devil. He said, you have control over him. You should rule over him. Not allow sin to rule over you. Now, what was going on here? You would understand that it was not because God said he doesn't like Cain, but he said he did something. Both of them did what looked like they were similar. Cain brought an offering to the Lord. But Abel took out time to make it special. And because what he brought to God was special, God preferred Abel's sacrifice. And so how God deals with each and every one of us is according to what we do with him. Hallelujah. What you, he says to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the merciful, God will show himself merciful. To the forward, God will show himself forward. That forward also includes to the crafty. God will show you he has been here before you came. Hallelujah. So, now, in, in, uh, I, I remember something that the, the coach of the Buccaneers said. Uh, uh, he said that they had to go back to the basics of the game. Praise God. And, you know, dot their, their, their I's and cross their T's and all of that. The basics of the game. To be able to get it right. In Christianity, we have to go back to the basics. If anything is wrong, we have to go back to the basics. So much has happened, and sometimes you find out that Christians have different ways of looking at things. Some people have forgotten the basics. Christianity is not a lawless religion or a lawless lifestyle. It isn't. It's a godly lifestyle. It's a pro-God lifestyle. Therefore, only pro-God things should appeal to a genuine Christian playing by the rules. Hallelujah. We who have given our lives to Christ have changed in our spiritual form and structure. We have totally changed. We're not the same anymore. When you come to Christ, you are a different person on the inside. The day you received Jesus as Lord over your life, you changed in your spiritual makeup. You went from a child of the devil to a child of God. You were translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, God's dear son. You, become, you, be, you became a member of the family of God. Bible says, by faith we drank into the same spirit with God. You receive zoe. You receive eternal life. The life of God comes into your spirit. You're a different person. You're a new species of beings. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says there, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who had reconciled us unto 
himself by Jesus Christ. He says that we have been reconciled to God. We are now accepted in the beloved. Amen. And had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, the Bible says that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. God has reconciled us to himself. We should not be reconciled to God. That's what we're, we're talking about right now. How do we think so that we are reconciling ourselves back to God? The next verse. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This is how we became righteous. So if your thinking about righteousness had to do with your works before you came to God. Now, I'm emphasizing before you came to Christ. Now, you have to do good works after you come to Christ. But before you come to Christ, it is not by your good works. But after that you've come to Christ, though you are not depending on your good works, you have to do good works because you have to be a fruit that aligns with the fact that you're reconciled to God because the seed of righteousness has been sown into you. God expects the fruit of righteousness to come out of you. If the fruit, the fruit of wrongdoing is coming out of you, it means that the seed inside of you is the seed of unrighteousness in the end. I'll say that again. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. When we receive Jesus, God imparts our human spirit with righteousness. We receive a new nature of righteousness. That nature of righteousness, God wants to see the fruit of it. God knows what it is. But if we don't renew our minds, we will not be a fruit that will resemble what God had in mind. It will mean that the word was choked and it did not produce result. And we know that it is by their fruit that he shall know them. Praise God. All right. We must change in the structure of our thinking. Through understanding what has happened to us spiritually. We talked about that. We've been talking about it. We'll still talk about it. Which will in turn change our attitude toward God in order to walk with God. I'll say it again. We need to change the structure of our thinking. Through understanding what has happened to us in Christ. After that, all right, that would in turn change our attitude toward God. When Job did not understand that it was the devil who took his family from him, what did he do? Hallelujah. He gave thanks. Hallelujah. He said, the Lord give it and the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's thanksgiving. 
He didn't know it was the devil. He thought it was God, but he still blessed the name of the Lord. Even when his wife said to him, curse God and die. Look at you. And he said, you're talking like one of those foolish women. Why? He had changed in his thinking, in the structure of his thinking. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In Amos chapter 3 verse 3, the Bible says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Can two of us walk together except we're in agreement? If we're not in agreement, we cannot walk together. Jesus, the Bible, Jesus said that they be one, even as I and my father are one. Praise God. Amen. So, and the Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit, speaking to the Apostle Paul, said that they be of the same mind. Hallelujah. And so, we, we have to change and, and operate like people who have reconciled themselves to God. This is done by us paying attention. How do we change our, the structure of our thinking? By paying attention to what God says in his word and adjusting accordingly as well as our lives or adjusting our thinking as well as our lives accordingly. Otherwise, we will not experience all the good that God has for us. We'll still be working in the curse. Hallelujah. There is the kingdom of God. The Bible said the kingdom of God is made up of joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. So when you're walking in joy, you're walking in peace, you're walking in righteousness, which is right standing with God, hallelujah, you will be blessed. What I mean is you are blessed, but the manifestation of the blessing will show if you are living contrary to the word of God, though you are blessed, you are fundamentally um, uh, short-circuiting the flow of the grace and the anointing that produces the blessing. You can work so hard and produce some measure of result, or even sometimes you may be resisted and you're not producing at all. Glory be to God. But the blessing comes as we do the word. We do what God says. Amen? When we do what God says, it makes it possible for God to do what he has promised us. Hallelujah. Now, in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, I'm trying to lay, uh, let you see how it works. Amen? You remember, we're changing our minds to understand some things. He said, for I know, verse 19, he said, for I know him. God was talking about Abraham. I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. Meaning that if he didn't command his children and teach them the ways of the Lord, all right, they wouldn't do what God says to do and God will not accomplish his blessing upon his people. Do you understand? Hallelujah. And so when God says, I have blessed you with length of days, all right, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do great things by you and all of that, he's saying 
Technically, he's saying, if you continue in me. If you don't continue, the fight now is going to be for God to get you back on track. It won't be that big thing he wanted to do. But if you do God's will, you will end up in his plan. Hallelujah. If we do what others tell us, without a change in the overall structure of our thinking, through understanding the word of God, we will live a, we will, when we live a godly environment, others will come, may, may influence us into other ways of doing things. That is why somebody will come to church. When they're in church, they're excited. They're all of that. They go back to their company. Somebody was saying, sharing something because I was asking the person, I said, I've tried a lot of times to minister to homeless people. I said, but I, I don't know why it is that whilst I'm talking to the homeless person and he gives his life to Christ, I'm expecting him to come to church. And I invite him over. He's sober. You know, he, he cries when we're talking. But as soon as you leave him, that seems to be the end of it. So he said he's been dealing with homeless people and he has been winning them. He said, you must separate him from the association of homeless people. If you don't separate him from the group, when he goes back to the group, they're going to indoctrinate him. They will re-indoctrinate him and he will not want to leave. It's like they operate crab psychology. So anybody who wants to get out of that homelessness, they pull him down into homelessness, just like the hood. If you predominantly hang in that place and acquire the mentality of the hood, you won't leave the hood. And if you want a better future, you have to leave the hood. Now, if you don't have the word in you, really in you, and becomes that you've changed fundamentally in the structure of your thinking, people will influence you. Now, when you change your thinking in God's realm, in the realm of the spirit, you changing structure. It's like when you run an update on your computer, there are updates that you run that fundamentally changes how your computer runs. Everything about it changes. When you run a spiritual update by the renewal of your mind, the Bible says that you are transformed. You are changed. You see, when you adjust your thinking, something happens to you spiritually. Also, when you perceive the fact that if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away, all things pass away. And you continue to think like that, everything changes. And it says that you are blessed, that you have the blessing of Abraham. The day you accept it, it begins to work for you. So I stopped lying. I used to tell these little stories that, don't, that are not quite true. I shut it down. If I used to communicate corrupt words, he said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. 
I change my mind, the way that I do things. When you crack dirty jokes around me, I don't laugh about it. Yeah, I'm, it might come such a way that you want to laugh, just bite your lip, don't laugh. You train yourself. You train yourself in godliness. And as you go on, you become transformed. Transformed into that new creature that is in Christ for people to see. Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may behold your good works and give glory to your Father that is in heaven. In all the things that, they, that people went out to go and check out Daniel and the three other Hebrew children, they could not find any fault against them in the matters of the books and all of those things. Why? Their righteousness was showing. The king loved them. They, 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 they now sat down and said, there's only one place we can find an occasion against them and that is with their God. Is that your story? Hallelujah. There are those that are in church, but their life, what the world knows about them is different from what we know. It means you have not changed your mind. You have not renewed your mind. Your mind is still with the world, though your spirit is with God. You need to change.